space. Final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And joining us once again, Dr. Squee. Ahoy, hoy. And we're here to talk about the penultimate episode of Picard, because, well, first of all, Star Wars Day, so... Yeah, so we're talking about Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, so we're getting our revenge. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, look. This year, like, Star Wars Day is cool and everything, but first of all, they've not done out for it. They, I mean, they brought out an Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer, but it's pretty much just the old trailer. And they could have dropped the first episode, but they didn't. Yeah, so they held it back to back till May the 27th, because they want it on the release day of the original Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Which like, it, it wasn't even a worldwide release when that came out anyway, which is... No, exactly. So the May the 27th isn't even an anniversary for most people when Star Wars came out. Exactly. So, you know, it's nice and everything, but... I, the... I think, I think from a marketing point of view, they dropped a big bollock by not releasing Obi-Wan on May the 4th. <laughs> also, I love dropped a big bollock. I love that phrase. And just that alone is, is worth it. But... <laughs> I'd also like to look, okay, I know technically it was last year, but like the uh, last Star Trek day, oh man, that, that was going to take a lot of beating. That was pretty fucking spectacular. Which one? The one where they uh, had like all the crews, they did a musical tribute to every oh, single yeah, oh, yeah, that was great. version of yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, it was the to... biggest shit Star Trek has ever done uh, on that kind of scale. It was a yeah, moment. We had that song, that uh, music up on the Retrek page. Um, yeah, we did. About three minutes after it we, we, it dropped, and it lasted yeah. about eight minutes till CBS took it down. <laughs> Honestly, look, I'm I'm a man who just enjoys my sleep too much. I went to bed and watched it in the morning, and I have never wished more that I stayed up to to watch something three. I did stay up very late that night. I remember you did. I remember you saying, and I was like, Elliot, you you were in the right in this one. I was wrong. Just, I, just <laughs> no no two ways about that one. No, it was good. But, and again, I think Star Trek has got the drop on Star Wars this year. And I'm not into all the tribalism and everything. We're just having a bit of a laugh I, with it. But... I like both. It's, it's fair to say we all like both franchises. But, but tomorrow we've got, as this, you know, as we're recording, tomorrow we've got the Picard finale and the premiere of Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Which is- going to be great stuff. Jim, Jim, I'm just not ready to hear that yet. The card's coming to an end this season. I'm just not ready to hear it. And I did not no. expect to be saying that at the beginning after last season, but I'm just, just going to... Oh, just a little bit emotional about it, okay? That's yeah. fine. It's I fine. almost actually forced myself to really cry there. I just, I met the we have had the titles of Strange New Worlds as well this week. Ooh, have we? Yeah, yeah, remember you shared it, didn't you? Oh, did yeah. I show you them? <laughs> you remember that thing you shared with us? We got that. I've, blocked, yeah. I've obviously blocked it out. Yeah, because I want it was the one where you got like so you get pipe oh, yeah, the, was... the, the the spiel, and then you get to see the ship flying through space, and it, it's everything which I I've wanted. Sorry, this I thought you meant the titles of the episodes. Yes, no, we did the titles. Yeah, uh, like it's a great homage to the original series with modern special effects. Exactly. It's I mean, what they would have done in 66 if they could do it back then. That's what I said. Exactly that. Yeah, it looks great. It's it's He's really shaping up to be everything we wanted it to be, yeah. which is fantastic. I mean, let, let's not get me... Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I wanted to see them uh, having a sketchbook with a couple of drawings of shit, but this will do, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Discovery Burn. So we'll see next week uh, what we actually think of uh, yeah. the Strange New Worlds premiere and the Picard we've, finale. We've had some other big news. Um, I think it was yesterday it dropped. Um, and good news for UK uh, viewers, we're getting um, Paramount Plus on June the 22nd. Yeah. And so... it's going to be available through all your not as a streaming platform through all your normal places, so... Through your mm. Amazon, if you've got your Fire TV stick. Never before. And they've also told us it's going to be £6.99 per month, so... 
It's not too bad. Not too bad compared to other services. And and I'm not kidding. Never before have they sold me so easily on a a streaming service based on a couple of only two properties. And admittedly, they are huge ones. So you've got Star Trek. And uh, what I'm just going to label right now, the Cheersiverse. So Cheers and Frasier. They've got my money. There's no way around it. Right. Yeah, I'm enjoying Halo as well at the moment. Yeah, I know some people are, but I'm actually really enjoying that. I haven't watched it. Is it live action or animated? Yeah, live action. action. Oh, okay. Um, I'm yeah, it's been so far. Yeah, um, like, I'd say I've been more looking forward every week to my new episode of Halo than I have to my Moon Knight. Yeah, I'd go with that. But I uh, enjoyed anyway. Moon Knight. I've enjoyed it. I, I especially like the nerdy alter ego. That's my... Moon Knight has been okay. But I haven't been massively invested in it, but I've got three invested in Halo. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, June 22nd, we'll have to utilise our contacts in the Bajoran militia to get us the... The episode so that we can review it as we go along, but um, you know we'll 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 do our best. Um, yeah, so penultimate episode of Picard. Then lots uh, lots of action. We've re- well seemingly wrap up the Picard repressed memories subplot. Yeah, can, can I just start before we get into the meat of the episode? I just want to just address something. Look, I, I I'm going to be uh, blowing up the spot of this episode as I think we all are, but. I have to point out the clear schoolboy error they made on this. They've named this hide-and-seek. I get it. It's a reference to the game, which Picard's playing with his mum and all that, and they're playing hide-and-seek. I get it. Very clever, very clever. Yeah, How do you... Well, no, was the title. Well, well, we'll say all of that. I think all of that is, is kind of combined in the title. All I'm saying is... How do you have an episode like this and you don't call it the gunfight at the Chateau Picard? I'm sorry, <laughs> but it was just bad. What's wrong with I these agree. people? I agree. Uh, and also, while we're on the subject of hide and seek, his mum goes, right, okay, this is how you play. And she says, I can't, uh, you count till five. Like, that's not enough time <laughs> to hide and seek. I mean, just when you've got a skeleton key to the house and can it, open yeah, any door true. and lock any door behind you. Also, if you're Adam Sung, which, I mean, to jump ahead, but he does like a Batman vanish at the end of the episode, doesn't he? That's. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't. Sorry. I, I was confused. I was like, has he blown up and been obliterated? Like, and, and then the like, oh, song's still in the wind, and it's like he did that really quick. I don't know how Brent Spiner does it. It's, it's a magical act, only known to Brent Spiner, but somehow there was something about his performance which did have the kind of like he can he can give a large performance if he wants to, and he, he did in the in next generation. And there is something of that in his performance, but it's just so, so much more evil, so much more layered. It's like a huge, huge, like um, acting masterclass, but it's also cheesy at the same time in a really nice way. There's that archness, that crazy archness that can. I think what this uh, version of Sung does is um, shows how the later Dr. Sung that we know from the next generation could uh, have an evil twin and a good twin android. You can see the two sides I of the personality. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's definitely the most villainous, but then the one that we have in Enterprise is pretty villainous. Yeah. So the songs must get milder as they go along because what were he called? The one who was in well, the finale of last year, he was like the nicest version we've had. Yeah, I, like I think with the songs is that generally to start off with all the best intentions, mm. but then then it sort of gets to the don't care how they actually get to the result in the end. Do you know what? I was once uh, at a, seriously, a lecture um, when I was studying as a counsellor for um, attachment theory. And this guy who was delivering the lecture, he was the son of um, the person who came up with this theory, Balby. And he was saying that, oh yeah, and I had all these attachment issues myself. But just the right woman came along and that sorted me right out. I think it's it's Data's mum. I think Data's mum sorted out the sons. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. It's yeah, just the love of a good woman. Funny. That's all they were missing. These guys were loners. Like these were single sons we're dealing with. All they yeah, need is a woman to just put them on straight. That's true. It makes you wonder how the sung bloodline has carried on, really, given that these well. Well, one night stands and stuff, you know, these things happen. (laughs) Uh, With his genetic tampering and stuff, you never know. It might just all be, they're all just clones of each other, which is why they all look like Brent's. Yeah. Yeah. Sorted. Uh, We suddenly have an answer. Yeah, there we go. So, 
we pick up then lots of Borg, lots and lots of Borg at the chateau. And Gerati goes and absorbs the Borg suit and gets all the tentacles. So it's if the Borg Queen in the finale in the first episode is not Gerati, then they're seriously well. I think it makes sense. Like I said, I thought the Borg ship that we saw in the first one was La Serena. I think you're right. It looks that way now. Yeah, I called Gerati being the Borg Queen way before she was. Mm-hmm. Assimilated, and that looks right. And it makes sense now that they were co- that the Borg was saying, "Our Queen." Yeah, yeah. And all that because they've been taking it. She's gone off to not assimilate people, but to get people to just willingly join the collective. Mm. And that's my also. Uh, it answered the question which I had. So I said that the uh, it's like a snowflake, which is a bit of a hat on a hat in Star Trek. Like we're having a snowflake right there in the Borg ship. Anyway, <laughs> we've already been accused of that as Star Trek fans. So. Yeah. But it was the fact they had a sort of like prettier looking Borg ship, which I didn't like because the whole point I I always felt, and apparently this was a coincidence when I interviewed the guy who came up with the Borg cube, he goes, no, we just couldn't make it spin or anything. We couldn't make it. Like this was what we had in materials. And I could, yeah. but I love that. It seemed all so in keeping with the Borg that you had just these simple yeah. shapes. Doesn't spin, doesn't do anything pretty. It just goes through space in a bloody-minded way. Yeah, like, Whereas this I was pretty. Yeah, I, I was even annoyed when they started doing the spheres and stuff. I was like, no, I like that it's so utilitarian. Yeah. The sphere kind of makes sense as an escape ship to the square. I, I get that. I, that kind of works, but I'm kind of, I, I'm also with you at the same time. But have a kind of pretty looking one. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Now to know that it's Girati's influence and there's some personality coming into the Borg, it makes mm. sense why it would look like that. Yeah. Perfect. And it yeah. also makes sense why in the first one she has the mask on with her face covered so she doesn't ex- reveal who she is when she doesn't meets her straight away. Because Girati is actually there still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. Well, and also they don't know what's happening. So if they knew and then they went back in time, they could do it wrong or they could try and save yeah. her and ruin this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, you're right. It's really interesting. And we do see this, like, Gerati starts standing up to the Borg Queen and she stops. Well, we saw it last episode, didn't we, when we stopped, we saw yeah. her say no when she was off to kill Rafi. But we see it sort of internalised this time, whereas we, we just saw her actions last week, yeah. whereas we're seeing the internal sort of struggle between them this time. And you do get this justification there, it's you know, because they're both lonely. Yeah, and that kind of makes sense. I do sort of like the the exploration of the the Borg Queen's psyche in this one. There, it's like, no, you're you're actually really lonely, and yeah, you know you're not, you're not trying, you're her. not looking for perfection. You're just lonely. You want lots of people around you. Oh, and how much pathos is there to one lonely woman in the universe just decides to fuck up and take over the entire universe just because she's a bit lonely. Like, yeah. just the depth of the psychosis which is involved in that is just genius. It's just, I, I love that. Yeah, it's really good. And, like, again, we're jumping around a bit, but the uh, where she shows her, like, no, the Borg lose in all the timelines and it apart always goes from wrong. A, apart from the uh, one reality... was. What episode was it? From Parallels. Yeah, Parallels. that's the one that everybody's pulled up and said, well, they yeah. didn't, but, but maybe they one. lose eventually in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Riker was still alive, so maybe they, they fight back. And, you know, that that's the implication that yeah. if you follow it long enough, the Borg will always lose. And I also kind of love the fact that they have served two storylines effectively throughout this thing. You've got the storyline of the kind of Borg threat and of the Q threat, which is connected with the space launch. And mm. the fact, obviously, they all weave together beautifully, but the fact that they've managed to, like, if you had said to me that there would be this little Q and I wouldn't be missing him when he's not on screen. Now, don't get me wrong, when he does go on screen, I go, yeah, he's back. Thank- oh, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. But this episode, I didn't miss him once. Episodes. Sorry? He has, only been, he has only missed two episodes. Oh, I know, but the amount which he's in most of the episodes has been fairly light. I'm just saying that yeah. even though he wasn't here in this episode, I didn't feel the loss of him, whereas I'll just be excited when he comes up in the next episode. Yeah. That is a brilliant balancing act. If you told me that was possible to have this little cue over the series, even if he is in most episodes, it's just some of them, it's just he'll he'll appear by uh, Picard and go, ha-ha, everything's going to go wrong, and then he'll go again. That's his entire involvement. Yeah. 
but it kind of works the way they've done it. It's really good. Yeah, you've got to assume it's going to be the big Q episode next week. Um, yeah, it needs to be, I feel. I do feel uh, that. I mean, we'll talk a little bit at the end about next week because I am I really enjoyed this episode, but I do wonder if we've left too much to be done next week. So this is a very well, focused episode. That, like well, you say, I, wonder if we're gonna actually, I wonder if we're actually going to get everything wrapped up at the end of the season. Or if it is going to carry over into season three. I think we've got to do, like... I, I think, think we're going to get, get certain oh, things that are wrapped up. But it's quite possible that they might not get back to the future at the end of season oh, this season. You see, I see them getting back to the future. I see them resolving the Girati storyline, but... Girati storyline's resolved, that's that's done. No, no, but, but then, then they go to the future when, like, the yeah. ship's men blow up and it all gets resolved that bit, I mean. But... I think you do forward the Q storyline has to spill into the next one. But I think they are the thing which I've been so impressed is in every hour, like this was now where they pulled the taffy on basically a, a gunfight at the Shadow Picard. Mm -hmm. Just just suggestion for time. Anyway. Um and that's most of the episode. But the other episodes, they've had some really quick paced episode, which has got mm -hmm. so much plot in it. I think they can put it off. I think this is a tall order. I think they they've got more faith. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah. I'm on board and I hope they do. Like um, I think I know how they're gonna solve the ready problem. That one must live and one must die. Go on then. Uh, the one who dies is gonna be uh, Doctor Sun's daughter, and she's going to have the um, human holograph thing that we saw telling news through her ears to uh -huh. make her look like Rene, and Song's gonna kill her. Ooh! I'm gonna posit a slightly different. So little wrinkle, same kind of idea, but. You get a uh, robot Jurati body, which uh, Sung's been working on as an, another little project. <laughs> oh, sorry, not Jurati. Um, uh, what's her name? Daughter. Uh, Sung's daughter. Soji. Oh, Soji. Whatever, uh, whatever, whatever she's been. Rene, that's it. So you get... <laughs> Corey. No, oh, God, I've lost track. No, no, we we're talking about Rene, weren't we? Sorry. Rene, even. I reckon there's going to be... Rene has to go on the spaceship. I think somehow we're going to get a robot version of her. <laughs> no, I, think we're like... going, I think we're going to get because um, I, I think we have the clue when she did the showed the thing that this guy yeah was I quite like that and then we know that it was oh, yeah. it was one of those things that was just put in as a little thing and I think it's going to play a massive part in this one must die that someone else oh, yeah. is going to be made to look like Rene and then someone's going to kill them thinking he's won and then Rene's going to go off to Europe and discover the alien life form. Yeah. But then and everything's going to be better. And, and someone's going to have killed his start when he's going to be absolutely devastated and never do any work again. There was the whole thing about eight hours as well, wasn't there? Like, you yeah. can't use it again for eight hours. I don't know how that's going to... Because because they'll, have, they'll only have so much tap. There'll be eight hours that it no one else will be it. able to get near Rene during the countdown period. And I reckon it puts so. a clock on the episode, so it's like they've only got this amount of time to solve it, so it makes it more dramatic. Yeah, yeah by that. It's that you can't use the hollow again for eight hours. It's not that it turns off after eight hours. I thought it was that you were stuck, so she was stuck with the ears like that for eight yeah, hours. Yeah, she was, but that's because she turned the hollow turn it back off. on again. Because oh, if it was that the hollow only lasted for eight hours, you could <laughs> see that working. Like he shoots who he assumes is Rene. And then the body reveals itself to be his daughter and he breaks down crying and blah, 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 blah. You can see that. Okay, new new plan. They've got the remote hollow emitter. They uh, do a hologram version of her. They Adam Sung, or whatever Sung we're dealing with, gets to see her die, but it's the hologram. And mm -hmm. then she goes off on the spaceship, so she dies and lives. There you go. So he I thinks thought... he's won, but at such expense. And then it kind of maybe wins him around to good. I thought maybe it was a reference to Picard's nephew, Rene, that it's like this Rene in this timeline lives, but that means that your nephew will die in the future sort of thing. Or his mum, because his mum was called Rene as well. I thought she was called Yvette. Oh, she was, wasn't she? Yeah. But anyway, uh, speaking of holograms then, Hollow Elnor. Yeah, um, can I, can I just kick off with the Hollow emitter? The, 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 the EMH that we know and love from Voyager, 
he nicked that from the 27th century. They're really playing loose with like, no, we just own it now. No, this is just technology. Yeah, yeah but we've also got this is the Co-Federation as well, so they could have. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, but Co-Federation in in Voyager they always just kept it and like basically when he back, went back to Earth, yeah, still got it. Like they basically just nicked that. The temporal uh, prime directive is getting fucking beasted with this. Well, we never cared about any sort of directives. Yeah, so. but I, I'm thinking now does Picard, he's going, yeah, that'll do. That's Neither did yeah. Kirk. What was it, 23 <laughs> valuations? <laughs> yeah, the temporal prime directive, yeah. <laughs> but I just love the fact they go back to Federation, they're going, yeah, we're just keeping it tight, but that's the temporal... Uh, no, uh, oh, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah, well, we've used it long enough that we might as well carry on using it now. <laughs> so, yeah, a bit naughty. Um, Hollowell North, then. Mm. He, Right, obviously, I like having Elnor kicking off and everything. I think all that's brilliant. Uh, I love the bit where he gets the sword. It's almost like the the scene in Kill Bill where Bruce Willis is sort of looking at all the weapons and, you know, he's like, oh, no, not a hammer, not a chainsaw. I'll get the samurai sword. And some Highlander vibes I'm just going to throw out Kill Bill? Not Kill Bill. No, it's... Um, so I was getting confused because there's that fan theory that the sword he gets is actually a Hattori Hansu sword, which I don't think is backed up on screen, but it's a nice theory. Yeah. Um, the only issue I had with Hollow Elnor is where he goes, oh, I've got Elnor's memories from when he was dying and he loved you, Rafi. It's like, that's a whatever system they've got on this ship is really bloody good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a really... It was a really convenient way to get Elnor Elnor back when it's a hologram. Yeah. But, uh, to be honest with you, it's so well it was. I, it, it's one of those. Right. It's one of those things. It was very cheesy, but I'm willing to overlook yeah, it. Yeah. No, I am. I just thought it was a little step too. Like they could have said, "From what I know of Elnor, I'm sure he wouldn't have blamed you or something like that." But it was just, "Oh, I've got his memories." Like, right? Well, it. This ship is bloody fantastic. I, I'm going to go. That means that it's scanning every single person's memories completely. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Millisecond by millisecond. Yeah. yeah, but you're taking it very literally that it knew his memories. I think it's more um, like when the holograms are protect, uh, uh, programmed to act like him, he, they're extrapolating from the video of him dying what was most likely yeah, to in mind, and they've yeah. given it to. I think it's a little less literal. I, I think, think it's just the attention yeah. to detail of the hologram. This is a bit and that he would want to do something kind. Yes, I know. You're giving I it a bit of leeway. It just felt a little bit too sort of magical to me, that one. Oh, but yeah, I'm just headcanoning this bitch. Come oh, on. No, yeah. <laughs> um, then, okay, the flashback with Picard then. So we get young Picard, and he's playing with a model of the NX-01, but it's the NX-01 with the what would have been the Season 5 refit. Yeah. So I love the fact that that's now canon, the, the Season 5 yeah, the Season refit. 5 refit is now canon. And the yeah. reason that I know what model he's playing with is because I've got one because it was in the Eagle Moss collection and they've clearly just used that as a prop, which is <laughs> Uh, but Which yeah, is what they but, used to do in the original series when the course, model broke, yeah. they just go down the local toy shop and buy a new one. I know the I modification for the 1350 NXO1 to get the part for the refit mm. is as much as buying the other model. Well, it will be because <laughs> it's practically a whole different ship. Like the whole hull's completely different, isn't it? The, I mean, yeah, it'd be the whole hull, wouldn't it? The saucer's okay and the nacelles yeah. are okay, but yeah. Well, it adds a whole on that it didn't have. Yeah, yeah, that's it, because it was, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we get the, the flashbacks are sort of peppered throughout the episode. Should we just sort of cover them in one chunk rather than yeah. jumping back and forward? Well, I think so, we're jumping back and forward already, so yeah, let's just um, do what we want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, my hosting is not very good on this episode because there's a lot going on. I was going to say, who cares? Let's just play fast. Yeah. Let's just enjoy the fuck out of it like we did this it episode. Was, it's grand. Yeah. So the, the flashbacks then. So, yeah, we I mean, we get a lot of it replayed. We know we piece together a lot of it, but we obviously get the final bit of the puzzle now, which is much as you were saying, Squee, the other week, it's Picard. Just before we get to the resolution, sorry, just because there's this such a wonderful bit, and it's just one of my favourite just little moments in this episode. 
it's when you've got the dad there with the mum and Picard and you show a happy moment and it just makes the sadness all sadder for it. You get them taking the mickey out of him being curmudgeon. He's got a sense of humour about it. Yeah. You you get to show he was a real breathing nice guy, just a bit yeah. grumpy sometimes. He did have that grumpy grumpiness to him, which is what Picard made into this monster of the man. And it was just so well done. I thought that was just such a lovely scene and just having a tender little moment between his parents before she ends up doing that. And it's yeah, just, it just and made it so much better for having that moment before. There's a bit as well where his mum's talking to him and she says, I want you to remember me like this. And when you know what she's about to do, it's absolutely terrifying. It's like she knew that something was going to happen to her. You know, the fact that she's saying this. She can't control it. herself. She's... Yeah, she knew what, you know, she maybe didn't know exactly when or exactly how, but she obviously knew that uh, a time was limited, you know, and it's, yeah, it's very, very sad watching And you've got uh, Baltar, dad of uh, Picard, <laughs> who's there saying it's like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, it, you've had some really great days at the moment. And it's like that thing which people do when, mm. when people are suffering and they have a good day. It is so easy to fool yourself that, that they're going to be okay. I'll bring it back to to uh, one of our dogs, which we lost some years back. Like Murphy, he he had some really good days, and we were trying mm -hmm. to convince ourselves he was going to be okay, but he was just of age that it was a good day. That that's it. That yeah. you you're no longer measuring in. Are they going to be okay again? Are they going to have some good days along the way? And that's what it felt was. It was like he had convinced himself that she was okay because she's had a few good days. Yeah. But that lured them all into this false sense of security, and this happens. It's yeah, so, and, so tragic. And it, well, it is. And that's the thing that Picard did what he felt his mum wanted him to do. So, obviously, as a child, he's not, doesn't fully understand the situation and everything. And it leads to her, uh, you know, dying. So, it was, we were more or less on the money with what we thought the, the revelations were going to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, Patrick Stewart's fantastic. And I love that really tender scene after it where Talon sort of gives him a hug after he's sort of told the full story and yeah. everything. It's, it's it, been like, really it turns out he's basically gaslit himself through all his yeah. life that this didn't happen. Yeah. 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 And that's sort of summarized in that bit. And they were very clever with how they addressed the continuity. Cause obviously there is that scene of Picard's mum in yeah. when no one has gone before. Yes. And having him, I mean, on one level, they had to directly address it because they knew that immediately the internet would explode and people would go, <laughs> well, we've seen this. But the fact that they recontextualised that into something really tragic, that it's its not a, vi a vision of his mum as she is now, it's a vision of his mum as he wished she were now. And it oh, just adds a whole layer of poignancy to this thing from 30 years ago. In a pretty naff episode, if we're honest. I mean, you're, you're completely right. The only thing which I need them to chuck in, in a similar way, they could have just stuck in a line of going, it's like, uh, well, yes, they've they've let his brother know off at uh, boarding school where yeah, he is yeah, at the yeah. moment. Yeah, just chuck that in. Just chuck another little line yeah. to make all the continuity work. Just give yeah. us that little moment. <laughs> yeah, poor Robert is he's away somewhere, missing out. <laughs> <laughs> he's busy studying. Oh, he's... Well, the thing is, he wanted to stay on the vineyard, didn't he? So he must be at vineyard school or something. So he's or, not at the academy. What if this is the reason why he wants to stay in the vineyard? I left the vineyard once. Look what happened. Shit went yeah, south. I yeah. wasn't there when well, mum died. That could totally you know, build into his um, backstory of why he just can't again. leave it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Or it could be, you know, Picard wants to run away now from it all. So maybe Robert's like, right, well, I've got to be the one who stays with his dad and keeps So they both learned the lesson from it. Like, you know, yeah, he learned to never leave and Picard learned yeah. to go to the stars. Oh, Absolutely. that's beautiful. There we go. We've given Robert more backstory than than the writers have this season. But <laughs> it's one of them, isn't it? It's like, it's just been one element too many that you don't need in the story to have another brother running around. I just wanted a slid in line, just one yeah, line. It, it would have been nice, like, yeah, where's Robert? Oh, he's on, like, what is it in Back to the Future 2 where they explain how Marty isn't there in the Biff Town. Oh, he says, like, you're supposed to be in Switzerland, you little devil. Yeah. We've had something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so then we've obviously got all the action and everything. So Rios gets beamed out, and that means he gets to go back to Tallinn's base and have these scenes with Teresa and everything. And, yeah, I mean, it's it does bring up the the idea of he's thought about staying Thank with you. her and she clearly wants him to and i feel like we've got to get at least another beat out of that i don't feel like we've fully resolved that yet so. i think there's going to be a tearful goodbye or maybe she does a like a look we've paid a few homage years to star trek for already maybe you get one where she jumps or jumps surprise. In surprise yeah exactly yeah and at the end rios can channel a bit of Shatner again, but I don't even have your telephone number. <laughs> I'm from Chile. Chile. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely did love, actually, it's just something while we're onto like uh, transporters and stuff. I love the fact that they've got that uh, mist dissolve transporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got a really lovely classic transporter shimmer. It's, oh, it's so beautifully done. Like, now even like, even though I don't think it's really any different, I even like the Lacerina better in this series and i think it's the same just the way it shots a bit nicer the the fact that when you see the kid going on there and finding like a sweet shot i, think, the I and... think they've listened to things from discovery where we all say why aren't you showing us the ships properly <laughs> yep and uh, they've listened to the first season oh you give us a fleet of ships so it was all the same ship yeah uh, now they're starting to do actually show us in show us the ships well, yeah, and, all that. And, and again, look at the Strange New Worlds opening sequence. Yeah. Like, right, I know what that ship yeah. looks like well, straight away. Thank you. Uh, TOS, next gen, DS9, even with the station Voyager and Enterprise. The, the oh, let me throw in uh, Prodigy stars. as well. They Prodigy. The characters. Yeah. Prodigy did a wonderful job of showing yeah. it. Like, that's a an animated show and they showed the ship so beautifully in the credits and just yeah. that stirring music to be fair so does um lower decks yeah yeah it does yeah it's just discovery and picard that haven't done it in the well, credits picard, else now. picard series two is it has got a beautiful opening i'm sorry i i love the yeah, thing no, it great. took a while for me to to build on it but like the first version just i didn't love they've just brought so much intensity into also it reminds me of uh, blake seven Oh, I can see that. Right at the end of it, with the music, how the music goes, sounds just like the how oh, yeah. seven music was. Oh, it or just to me. Or it does how my memory of it is. Well, it's such a whimsical little piccolo number at the beginning, and then by the end, you'll go dun 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 dun. Yeah. It's a fucking out. It's brilliant. Just the way <laughs> that's it goes what it needed. Together. It needed judging up, which is what yeah. we've done season two. And it does feel like the journey which Picard's gone on thus far. So he starts off like a whimsically in retirement, pottering around his vineyard. And then by the end, he's facing that fucking ball. To be fair fair with Picard, it feels like they've listened to the fan criticism from season one and they've taken it on board and done something about it. Yeah, they definitely have. But Discovery has listened to the fan criticism and gone, yeah, well, this is what we're doing with our show. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, Discovery, I, I'm hoping season four was a bit of an aberration because of COVID and things like that, and it probably wasn't the most ideal circumstances to be filming under. I'm I'm, I'm willing to hope that there were glimmers of good stuff, and I, I really <laughs> hope that season five will get back on track a little bit, but we shall I see, we shall see. Anyway, let, 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 let's not let it impinge on the positivity that we've got on the yeah. road. We're on a um, high right now. So Picard, yes. And he has this, like, parlay with Sung, which I like the fact that Picard describes it as a parlay. He's like, oh, why do you want this parlay then? <laughs> okay. Uh, Picard is the dude who would call it a parlay, let's say. He so. is, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But, and what this reveals is that, and I've been saying all season – Oh, they've got these tunnels under it. I hope we get an action film in the tunnels, and we have. And I was saying it'll be like Rambo, but this is actually more like the end of Skyfall. This is, we're going back to my ancestral home. We're going to set traps all over the place, and we're going to fight against uh, a much stronger... I think it'd have been hard pushed to beat uh, Last Blood in a tunnel fight. 
Yeah, that's true. That was it. Just me who felt like the the touches of Home Alone in the mischief. No, no, just me. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, well, Rambo for Last Blood was Home Alone. The first yeah. half of it was taken. The second half was Home Alone. Because <laughs> I must say, the um, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's gone. Never mind. So yeah, the the stuff in the the chateau then. So I love where they beam the bog into the walls. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was it. That was the bit I had a, a slight <laughs> issue with. I like the idea of it, but when they beamed into the walls, they seemed to be made of the wall. And yeah, I'm not sure how mixed, that it was sort of mixed everything together. Yeah. Right? Just like wouldn't that interfere with the structure of your house? I'm sorry, I am going to get like a bit nerdy here, but it's like I'm pretty sure yeah, people got bogged down people... up to make them strong to hold the house up. There you go. And I, I'm good really enough, good enough. <laughs> there's there's not room for it in the season finale, but next season, if we have a scene where Picard goes back, I want him to go into the cellar and find these bog. <laughs> we've established that Picard has not been in that cellar because of the yeah. trauma when he was a kid. So he wouldn't have known there were bog in there. So Whereas, all he's got to do is chisel down the bog oh, features out as well. If he had gone down the cellar without oh, this. Imagine, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a place where I had nightmares, but look, I'm an adult now, it's safe. Oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, it's bog, my worst trauma of my whole life is like bringing people up, like, Riker, did you do this? It's not funny. <laughs> Everywhere I go, bloody bog. Worf's like, actually, it was me. I'm starting to get the hang of these earth pranks. <laughs> yeah, Worf just goes around hiding bog everywhere. I have hidden bog. Little bog action figures at the bottom of his tea when he finishes his tea, like, ah! Captain, today is a good day to fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like that we've decided to pick on Worf. There is all Worf's fault. Um, and it's always Raffi, you expect. Like, Raffi and Seven getting to kick some ass is always good. Yeah. And I like the the bit where they're sort of doing the Butch and Sundance thing where they're like, we're not going to come back from this, you know. <sighs> I mean, they do, but <laughs> so it's not really earned. And... You don't really think, yeah, they're both going to die here, but I, I like the, I like the fact that they're going to run through with a knife and a corkscrew, <laughs> which seemingly oh, they did because we've got an ice pick. It was the ice pick that made the difference. Yeah, <laughs> and still to this to this episode, they've gone through the fact they're broken up at the beginning and they're back together ostensibly here, and they've never felt the need to pushing into a specific conversation. It's more just something that's been a natural occurrence for them. And yeah. I love the way they've done that. Like, I know, I'm sorry, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Discovery has got a little bit bad at just doing these really over-the-top, melancholic conversations. Mm -hmm. It's just too much. This was so organic and so natural. It's, it's how relationships happen sometimes. You just find yourself just gravitating back towards each other and i thought that was just so well done it's so effortless it felt but it didn't feel like you were shortchanged on that um, no, emotional I, I, journey i would have liked if they'd have had a kiss at the end because you get that moment that where be after, after she's been rebogged she gives the speech about you know you're the most amazing person and it doesn't matter whether you're a bog or whether a thing and then she gives her a hug, and I'm like, oh, just give her a kiss, for goodness yeah. sake. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the kiss no. should have been in there. You're right there. And, and also, I love the fact that it's like, ah, she's going to need some Borg implants. Where will they go? Exactly the same yeah. place as she did when she was seven. It's got to be exactly the yeah. same place. There's yeah. nowhere else which will save her life. Even though she's got a hole in her stomach, implant on the head. That's uh, what you yeah. want. Needs At least make a bloody head wound if you're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that was a really strange one, wasn't it? I mean, it, oh, that's I, fucking I, lazy. That's I wouldn't lazy. have liked it if they'd have mixed up the makeup just to show, oh, she's been, she's had to get bargain plants again, but they're not exactly the same. And you know what? Just a, this is free business. Well, I think that I. I don't have a problem with the bog implants being in the same place because I think this is Girati's influence. Oh, okay. Because yeah, Girati then, knows who Girati considers seven a friend. Add that as a line, then go, uh, why are the bog implants in exactly the same place? Nah, I'm sentimental that way. You know, you could have made a really funny and nice well, moment. You yeah. do also have the thing where uh, Girati sort of with the bog queen when they're talking about what they're going to do before she says seven and she goes, Let's have a universe of sevens. So they're all going to have the same. <laughs> but, but it is. So you can see where it's coming from. There's that. And yeah. And she uses seven as the thing. She goes, 
when yes. the Osprey's going on, she goes, "You loved Seven, I know you did. I've and seen she, it yeah, she's, she's the best version of it all." Picard's going, "Yeah, Anyone remember this, Lacutas? I'm sure you know. If they are going to create a universe sevens, there's probably not going to be many people complaining that there'd be more Jerry Ryans in the world. So, <laughs> oh no. But uh, yeah, the thing. All I'm saying is, on the day when one of the episodes was playing, uh, Admiral Elliot got chest on uh, on Wordle in one hit. I'm, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidence? I don't think so. <laughs> mm, well, yes. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh yeah, free business advice for Paramount: Do the makeup different because that's another action figure you can sell. You can have normal seven and then season three Picard seven. So that's two action figures and people will buy them. And the cosplayers will have to adapt the seven of nine cosplay. And what's more metal? Like you just have this like little thing up here, which, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a sign of what she used to be. Or you have half a guts replaced by a metal implant. Come on. Well, maybe she has as well. And we just can't see it. Who knows? Yeah. But where's the tight silver suit, which, of course, was part of her upgrade? Well, <laughs> yeah, they, they could have brought that back. And, yeah, I like that Girati gets the, the Borg Queen's bondage gear straight away, like, and she's like, ah, I feel more like myself now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're speaking of, uh, of the ladies. Uh, oh, there was an early moment, which I was going to... There's Gamma. a nice moment between uh, Raffi and Seven, and when Raffi's going... You'd make a great captain. Yeah, that was it. That for, was it. Why don't you try for Starfleet? And Seven just goes off, and she goes, "I did after Voyager. After we yeah. got back from Voyager, that was the moment. And Starfleet didn't want me." <laughs> the only bit which I objected to in that is she goes, um, "Oh, Admiral Janeway was pre prepared to resign," and they just leave that there as if. But then she gave up. But like, I would like the line we're going, but I wouldn't allow it. I would, you know. Well, no, rather... I think that was implied because Seven said that I withdrew. So I yeah. think Janeway was willing to put okay. it on the line for her, but Seven was like, no, I've had enough. That is, maybe I just misheard that bit then. It, it yeah, does I think Seven was sort of, if they don't want me, I, I, if, some, yeah, if they don't want me and someone has to sacrifice this just to make them take me, then they're not worth being with. Yeah, I think that yeah, was... Steve and that'd be a very seven thing to do as well. No, I agree with that, certainly. It yeah. would. No, that's good. Uh, but the question is, if seven wasn't allowed in, how come Echeb was? And I, I presume it's that Echeb was disconnected when he was much younger and hadn't been re-assimilated yeah. like seven had. And so there's there's room there for that to work. Also, Echeb had to go through a facial reconstruction not to be the same actor who isn't that popular these days. Yeah, no, that was... That, that's I how think, he got away with it. I think he benefited from that as well. So. Yes, Starfleet Command took that into account. They go, okay, you're not going to be the same actor? Okay, welcome in. Yeah, that's fine. Um... <laughs> What else then? There's so much going on in this one. Uh, we talked about seven. We talked about showing that the Borg always lose and everything. I thought that was cool where they're showing like the, the Borg cubes blowing up and everything. Mm. And yeah, the whole idea of, well, let's start again. And instead of assimilating people, we'll rescue people, people who are dying, who need, who, who won't live unless. Yeah the Borg take over. And I like the. It's believable that Gerati is able to win the Queen over, which takes some doing to say how well established the Borg are and how well established the Queen well, is. She's using the argument, because the Borg is, like the Queen's using the argument, I can see through time and now and we can alter things. Yeah. And Gerati's using, yeah, but if you can see through all the different times in the multiverses, like, and I can see that now through you, the Borg always lose, so yeah. let's do it different. And it makes sense. But that, and that's what I'm saying. It, the fact that as a long-time fan who knows the Borg, that you can buy that shows how well they've done it. And she's, <coughs> she's in, his, in her head, which no one's been in that position to be able to do True. that, so that yeah. makes sense as well. The only thing I thought was, look, again, it's one of those things where I don't have a problem because they've used it so well, I'll forgive it. But it's like, it was that whole thing of like, ah, so... If you have adrenaline running through your body, then I can take over you. But if you've got bad adrenaline running through your body because it's caused by negative emotions, I can take over you. That seems a little convenient and not really based on much logic, but it's good enough. It's good enough. It's a it's I, a flange. I don't think it was necessary. I liked how the Borg are the happy ones. 
yeah. Like, I, I don't think it was necessarily that it had to be bad emotions. I think it was it was the fact that the Queen... the thoughts and how it makes you she, feel. She was unknowingly creating it and not concentrating enough, and that allowed Gerardi to break through. So it was sort of using her own trick against her. I get that. It's just like there's never been any suggestion previously that a heightened level of emotion helps with bug taker. I don't know. I, I yeah. It's no, a- but this is is a very different. Is this with Gerardi inside? Mm. Yeah, but like you know, originally her taking her over was through the emotional. Th- I don't know. I just yeah, it was something to do with the endorphins. Letter. It was when she was happy. Something. It's when she yeah. was happy that she was able to take her over. That's why she made a kiss uh, Rios and yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. I just I, it seemed like a bit of a flange for me. It's fine again. It's, it's fine. a little bit. It's fine. yeah. It's worth then, it for what you got. It was. I thought it worked. I can see why it's cheesy, but I thought it worked that we'd seen that the ball queen had used when she gets happy to take over Girati, take yeah. control. And Girati uses right when we're sad or angry. I could I could use that emotion to take back up control. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then yeah, the, let's just talk about Sung and his disappearing act again, because <laughs> it, I, maybe it's badly edited. Because he, Rios obviously makes the save, and then it's like, ah, well, it's going to blow up in your hand, ah, ha, ha. And there's a couple of cheesy bits in this scene. Because first of all, Rios shoots someone, and that makes the key ping out, which triggers Picard's memories. So that's a bit weird. <laughs> um, but then the second bit is Soon throws the phaser up. We see it blow up, and Soon's there. And then there's like a reaction shot from Rios, and then Sung's gone. And it's like, what's he doing? Is he just hiding behind the doorway? Or, you know, he's still the Batman. Well, he's still the Batman, hasn't he? Or in mo- slightly more modern parlance, he's done a uh, Donatello from the Turtles. Don't I think it's Donatello who... Oh, there was there was one particular iteration which they did on the um, one of the more recent cartoons, and oh, they had right. this one episode where they came up with these explosion bombs. Donatello comes up with them, I think it was, and then I think it's Michelangelo who's just pissing about with me. He goes, "Okay, don't misuse them. I've only got a few," and he just throws and goes, "Surprise!" and then jumps up behind him and goes, "Look, we've only got a few of them left." Throws another one down and appears somewhere else. It's cool. I love it was, it's very fun. Very fun. But yeah, the, the, you know, that is the other thing. It's Batman, but it's also, it is like Ninja Vanish. And he's yes. just, <laughs> and it's like, surely you could find him. Like, he, he cannot physically have gone that far. Yeah. No. Whereas he's gone, and there's like a, a, um, a lamp in there in the corner, and he's just clearly stood behind yeah, it. Like, he, he could be anywhere by now. <laughs> they should edit that in, actually, and just have him hidden behind the curtain. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. Oh, They're wouldn't all... you love it if you watched it back on a rewatch? You suddenly see these feet poking out from under the curtains. Uh, but maybe, maybe you see, I complained about them saying you get five seconds to go and hide. Maybe that was foreshadowing to show you only need five seconds in Chateau Picard to be to completely hide. hidden. There you go. So that's it. I was I was complaining, but it was actually very clever foreshadowing. So I apologize. I and again, the episode's called really Hide and Seek. Another layer to this title, Hide and Seek, which oh, is still yeah. as good as mine. It's Adam he's Sung, hiding somewhere. Adam Sung is the champion of hide and seek. Yeah, he, he is, yeah. He managed to just he's gone. <laughs> I still and, think mine's a bit superior title, but still the layers on hide and seek is good. good I, I can't argue. I can't argue. Do you reckon they'll do that thing of he'll come back next week and he'll have a scar? Like some with a big scar. Ooh, no. Oh, no. I tell you that. No. Okay. Um, he might have a black cowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then the Queen gives that cryptic message about the two Renés. Which we've talked about. Which we've talked about. And then the team regroups at the end and it's, come on, we've got work to do. Oh, that yeah. was such a glorious shot. That just... Reminds you of so many of those uh, wonderful movies you watched when you were a kid. It's everyone teaming up, ready for the final battle. Yeah, Rios even giving a wistful look back as the uh, Lacerina takes off. Yeah, that, well, that's <sighs> what I was going to say. Is Lacerina's gone? So how are we getting back to Hello, the present? I think Q is going to have enough energy to get them. He's going to use all his reserves to get them back, and then Picard in the next series has got to pay him back by helping Ooh. save Q. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Ooh. What did you say, Elliot? Talon's got a ship. 
Well, yeah, she's she'll. I think. Oh, oh she's yeah. from Romulus. She must have. So, yeah, yeah. And, and she's also uh, being recruited by them aliens that recruited Gary Seven. Yeah. yeah, she did say that basically she goes to a timeline where she's needed. She follows one person yeah. through their life, but then when they die, presumably they've got to get to another time yeah. and another person. Or they could wait around 40 years until Zephyr and Cochrane invents the warp drive. But Yeah, you know, I mean, but Picard might, might not make it. He is aging in real time, we did establish. We did, yeah, despite his, his robot body, yeah. Um, so yeah, I like them ideas. We'll have to find out next week. Yeah, I'm gonna stick <laughs> telling the ship or Q gets enough power back to take them back. I think Q's gonna, but at a great cost, so it's gonna yeah. hasten what's happening with him, It'd and like, then Picard's gonna have to get involved with that. That would the be last great. thing you can do for Picard, sort of thing. To... <gasps> oh, and and Picard has then got to get the Enterprise crew back together to help Hugh, the biggest irony of them all. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty good. But it'd be funny if they just went, no. Well, I can't see Worf doing that. The rest of them well, maybe, but Worf and that. I think he goes to Worf. He's the only one who goes, no. And then he says something in Klingon, and then Worf goes, okay, then, Captain. Like, And we never find out what it is. Uh, it'll be about honour. It'll be, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so next week we've got to... I mean, all of these are going to play together, aren't they? We're going to have the... Whatever the two René thing is. That always makes me think, like, you've got bad indigestion, you need two Renés. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, we've got the two Renés. That's going to tie into the launch. Return of Soong is going to tie into the launch. So that's going to be the main thread, is the launch. Also, and, is two Renés going to come to uh, BBC One at Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Two Renés. <laughs> I was saying to Picard the other day. <laughs> oh, it could be the other René. Could be René Artois from Allo Allo. They are in France. <laughs> Do you know that you, you won't believe the timing of that, you making that comment. This Sunday, I'm going to be at CovCon, interview, oh, sorry, Saturday, interviewing most of the surviving cast of Allo Allo. Fantastic. Awesome. What was the chances you'd reference them? Well, brilliant. I, no, they are great. I mean, yeah. yeah. I like Teflik. He was he was good. And von Schmolhausen. Yeah. The fallen yeah. Madonna with the big boobies. That has with the big daisies. <laughs> anyway, anyone who's not seen Allo Allo, you know what? It's probably better as one of their memories. It, it, it's it, one of those that you probably wouldn't be allowed to make now again. No, it, it may not hold up on a, you know a, what? a revisit. I don't know. I sort of agree, but at the same time, considering the um, subject matter it covers, actually, I think it, it stands up okay, like compared to some other shows which didn't handle Nazis, whereas mm. that show... It's taking the yeah. piss out of Nazis. You've got a good shout that that's going to age okay. Yeah. But then true. the rest of it, it's a bit sexist, but it's generally it's not the worst for it. No, no, there's, there was definitely worse on British TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think yeah. a low, low, you'd still get away with on UK Gold. That's all I'm going to say. It yes. ain't our fault, Mum. Oh. Maybe not so much with the blackface. Yes. <laughs> I remember watching it and I thought, Mum, it used to be so popular. <laughs> yeah, it did, yeah, but it was a lot of them massively lot. funny. And like, you know, like, like my dad, massively politically correct and all that. And it was regular viewing in our fuck mum. <laughs> no problem yeah. back in the 70s. Yeah, it's strange, yeah. isn't it? Anyway, so, yeah, next week, they've got to wrap all that up. Presumably, they've got to ba get back to the present and pay off the, the meeting, the new Borg Collective. Yeah. So really looking forward there's a to lot that. to pay there's a lot to pay off but there I'm is. confident that they can actually do it I am too and and they've earned that over this season you know, yeah you could even come up with a, a a little bit of a um a simpler way of getting them back to the present you get Girati coming back from like her future picking them up dropping them off back on the timeline to meet yeah, her there absolutely that could happen mm. you know yeah. the, the we don't know how far in her personal future that um engagement no. with the Stargaze was. Because as they tell us, the Borg are not linear, so... Wouldn't yeah. it be so funny if they were on the ship which was firing at them and the Stargazer? Well, I thought that. For well, I have said, we have said that. Yeah. Ah, okay. That they could yeah. be there. Uh, they yeah. could be. I don't, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm quite... I'm 
very confident that they're going to pull it off the end of I the think series. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I think we've got, we've already come up with three fantastic, like, possible endings. If they go with any of those, I'd be more than happy. But I, I also trust they might come up with something I never yeah. thought about with Secret. Like with the, in this episode, where you've got Picard's mum killing herself. Like, that was so dramatic. And I knew Picard had to have done something to trigger something bad mm-hmm. happening. But I never in a million years thought it was going to be his mum dying. And it was just so poignant for it. Yeah. No, and that also, your past knowledge of Star Trek does play into that because we do remember his mum as the old woman with the white hair making the cup of tea. Yeah. And so you think, well, she can't die because we've seen, you know, so yeah, very, very well done, writers. Mm-hmm. Um, anything more on this one then before we wrap it up for this week? I think we've covered most of it. I think we have. Yeah, one wonderful. I like that so many of the episodes I love from the series are so different as well. So, you know, you know, I was a big fan of Monster. This episode is, if it's even though it's touching on the same information from Hide and Seek and the Mum and everything, it feels so different in tone. But yeah. I equally love it. This one's more the action one. The other one was more of a a personal journey, yeah. like inside the psyche of Picard. Uh, there are so many different styles of episode which all feel like part of a a greater whole, though. And that's yeah. such a balancing act they've done so well. And then presumably we're going to go all first contact next week with trying to make sure that a launch goes ahead within a time frame and the bog and yeah, so that's going to be well, good. I've, I've, apart from tying up what happens with the Stargazer from season one, I think the bog storyline of this season is actually done. Oh yeah, I think so. It, but then next season is going to be how do we deal with this new life form that's come about? And yeah. that's going to be really interesting. And that feels very Q-esque as well, because Q is always sending them on a journey of, like, the exploration well, of the that's mind. It. It's, yeah, it's uh, the uncharted possibilities of existence, and this is a so, whole new thing, so, yeah. And plus he's got form with the Borg, because he introduced them to, yeah. us to them originally. Yeah. So it, it all weaves together very well. Well, it makes you wonder if... His original introduction of Picard to the Borg was to lead to this more evolved form of the Borg. It could well be, yeah. And like you wouldn't that. put that past Q. No, he's, he definitely plays the long game. But, um, well, we'll find out some or all of that next week and we'll also have Strange New Worlds to talk about. Yeah, which I think we've got a very long episode next week. I think we have. So um, get your snacks, get your four packs ready. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I can't wait for Strange New Worlds, but I almost feel like it's got to be better now because Picard was so good. <laughs> it's like they've yes. set the bar so high now. Like, uh, I, I have it. all faith in Strange New Worlds, but I also like. I think Strange New Worlds is going to be great on its own standing. It's going to be very different to what we've just watched. Yes. Yeah, for the last nine weeks, uh, be ten weeks come this time tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, they've, they've said that they want but, it to be a very hopeful show, so I think... Yeah, uh, so I think we're going to get something very different to what we've seen with Picard, but I think we're equally going to get something that's going to be really good television oh, and really way, enjoyable to watch every week. Well, strangely well, so we got the episode title for the first one. I'm not sure. Uh, um, I could have found it, but the... Uh, the there was obviously the world premiere of it in New York earlier yeah. this week. So any article that said Strange New Worlds, yeah. I've literally avoided watching. Yeah, I've avoided reading. Because I don't want this first episode ruining. No, no I, you're I, right. So I've, I've made a conscious, conscious decision not to read stuff. I've had a sneaky look at what the star ratings are, but I've not read it's, any of the body. The star ratings are very high. Exactly. It's getting very, very good reviews, which I'm encouraged by. Um, but the thing is, like I said to you guys on the chat, like if a normal publication written by a non-Trekkie gives it four stars out of five, then that's going to be a five-star thing for me. So yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm happy with that. I just that there is a long tradition of some evocative uh, episode, first episode titles where no man's gone before the cage. Um, we've got Broken Bow from Enterprise, I thought was an, an intriguing title and everything. And then encounter you've got Vulcan Hollow. I don't want another Vulcan Hollow. That means shit. we had Encounter at Farpoint. Oh, yeah. Encounter at Farpoint. How evocative is that? Caretaker. That sounded exciting, didn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not saying everyone has lived up to that episode. I actually don't mind the first episode of, of Enterprise. Well, we say it's moment, but like emissary. 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 Vulcan, hello, can piss off, though. I'm sorry, it can. I don't know what Picard's first episode was. Does anyone uh, remember? Oh, uh, Remembrance or something. See, I'll buy that. I'll take that one. Anyway, um, if you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter at RetrekPod. Uh, email us, RetrekPodGmail.com. Come and check us out on Facebook. Search for Retrek or on YouTube. And Dr. Squee, you, well, you've told us you're interviewing the Aloha Aloha cast, but what else have we got going on? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm he heading up to CovCon. If you're in the Coventry area or you're able to travel to it, it's a really wonderful event. I think what they do really well, uh, better than most other cons is, They've got a deep bench of um, British television stars from yesteryear. Uh, really kind of just, they get whole cast from shows. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Where, uh, so we got some behind the camera people who are working on Star Wars and uh, wow. they worked in loads of these these great films from all over our lives. And I'm trying to remember that. that I just look up CovCon. It's just, it's it's filthy with wonderful guests. And we'll be back next week to talk about Strange New Worlds and the finale of Picard. So that's I'm really excited about that. And it's our um, 150th episode. Oh, there we go. We couldn't oh. have planned it better. I should also point out, you know what I'm doing tomorrow? Go on. Now, many... the final finale of Picard and the... Oh, no, no, no. That, that's what I'm doing at some point. But what I'll be doing for <laughs> most of tomorrow is most people know it as polling day and I'm working on the polls, uh, you know, helping people vote and stuff. What I'll really be doing is about 15 or 16 hours. It's a long last day of not watching Picard and Strange New Worlds. It will be torture all day long until I can get home and watch those sweet, sweet episodes. <laughs> well, thank you for trekking with us this time. We'll see you next time on The Retrack. Thank you. Bye-bye.